Are you a current or future physician assistant wanting to learn more about finances? Then join me on this journey to become a PA the FI way. Hi, my name is Kat and I'm a practicing certified physician assistant who will be your host. It took me five years after I started practicing medicine as a PA to thoroughly dive into my personal finances after I discovered the concept of financial independence. I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. Welcome back, everyone, to the PA the FI Way podcast. I'm your host, Kat, and I wanted to thank you for joining me to listen to the show today. For today's episode, I wanted to come on here to share a personal story of why I ultimately decided to decline potentially receiving the NHSC Loan Repayment Program Award. So first, I want to go into a little bit of background of my student loan debt, and a lot of this information has been discussed on a few different episodes here and there in the past, so some of you might be familiar with it. But for any of the new listeners, here is a recap to bring you up to speed. So most of us working in medicine will graduate with a ton of student loan debt, like myself. For example... I graduated from PA school in 2014 with approximately $126,000 of student loan debt. This amount of debt only included one year of undergrad debt, which was technically one half of each of my last two years of undergrad. Thankfully, this was due to a few different scholarships that I received during my undergrad years. However, The six-figure student loan debt that I graduated with after grad school was still a complete shock to me, and honestly, somewhat depressing. After PA school, my husband and I started working with a quote-unquote financial advisor, and this was to try to help get our finances under control with some guidance from him, because at the time, we were both honestly pretty clueless, aka we were financially illiterate. Unfortunately, The guy that we were working with was not a fiduciary CFP acting in our best interest in all aspects, but he was rather a glorified life insurance salesman getting paid on commission for selling insurance products to us. Instead of receiving solid financial advice from him, we were sold whole life insurance to be an investment. I say the word investment in quotes for our future. However, in most cases, including our case at the time, you should likely learn from my financial mistake and actually run away from those types of financial advisors who are trying to push whole life insurance upon you. Because in most cases, term life insurance is a better and more affordable alternative. So instead of working to pay down my student loan debt aggressively after PA school, or being motivated to invest in the stock market aggressively through my 401k or to open Roth IRAs for the two of us, we funneled a lot of our money towards this whole life insurance product. We also 
we're funneling money towards several other expenses in our lives at the time too. We ultimately finally cut ties with this financial advisor after learning about financial independence around five years into practicing medicine. And needless to say, paying back my student loans has been a dragged out process because of the poor choices from receiving poor financial advice as a new grad PA. And although this story was not a fun time and made me feel pretty crappy to have gone through it, it was definitely one of the instigators of developing this podcast and PA the FI way website and blog as well. So when I switched specialties from family medicine to outpatient psychiatry, I worked at a clinic site where I had a bit of a commute for about a year. And I am not a fan of commuting. I've talked about this before. So it wasn't an awful commute, but I still did not like it. And then depending upon traffic and the time of day, the commute would be dragged out and even longer with our traffic. So after a year, I was able to relocate to a clinic that was within the same organization, but a little bit over 10 minutes from my home. So the commute was way shorter. I was going opposite of traffic and I could essentially fly there and get a little bit of extra sleep or get home earlier in my evenings to spend my time as I pleased. When I switched to that site close to home, I actually learned that the site qualified as a NHSC site. So if you're not familiar, NHSC stands for National Health Service Corps. The NHSC is a federal program that provides either scholarships or student loan repayment to certain types of healthcare professionals who work in underserved communities. The types of professionals that can benefit include physicians, dentists, APPs like PAs and NPs, and behavioral health workers in certain specialties as well. With all the types of providers, it is certain types of specialties, a lot of primary care, and mental health. Since I was already a practicing PA with student loans that were continuing to drag, I applied to the student loan repayment program. In this program, the NHSC repays up to $50,000 for every two years to the accepted applicants who work full-time of at least 40 hours per week for 45 weeks per year and up to $25,000 for every two years to those who work, quote, half-time of at least 20 hours per week for 45 weeks per year. Additionally, there's another option to work in an NHSC-approved location for five years which could potentially provide student loan repayment of up to 170000 depending upon the conditions and the site and the provider and those types of things. So a few months after I applied to the program, I received an email notifying me that I was a finalist for the award and to verify my continued interest in receiving the award. So keep in mind, this is several months into the new position at the new location, but it's within the same organization. So I kept many of my patients because they were still telemed for a lot of them, although I had some new patients coming in clinic as well at the site closer to home. So at that time, I had a decision to make. I had to 
either verify that I was still interested in receiving this award, or I had to say that I'm not interested anymore and to please not consider me for the award. So because I'm an analytical person who is not very impulsive, I had to think about my options and discuss potential future things with my husband, right? So I chose to decline it at the time. And here are the reasons why I personally chose to do so. And I just want you to kind of hear some of these reasons and think about how they could perhaps apply in your life as well. So unfortunately, the organization that I was working with at the time, I recently transitioned to a new role over the past few weeks here, but that organization had several changes that did not seem like good changes after they had a change in leadership a few years ago. This actually caused several providers to leave, including myself eventually as well. So this meant that when I received that email asking if I was still interested in potentially receiving the award, I could no longer foresee myself working within that organization for another two years. When I had applied several months before that, I could. I was like, okay, this clinic seems quite a bit better than my previous one. The commute is better, but the organization as a whole, unfortunately, was not. And I felt like I just needed to move on. So the next reason why I chose to decline was that the penalty for breaching the contract and not fulfilling the time of two years is financially very steep. Since I don't have a crystal ball of what our future beholds, such as we've discussed possibility of a potential move or future kiddos in our lives, or perhaps even more travel around the country, I did not want to feel tied down to a specific spot, nor go bankrupt, paying back the funds with extra fees on top of that and with interest on top of that, it would be a ton of money if you decide to breach contract. The next reason that I chose to decline is because we may be having kiddos in the upcoming years. Although you're still able to have up to 12 weeks of maternity leave with the NHSE loan repayment program, that time away would eventually get added on the back end of your commitment. So for example, One maternity leave of three months would extend your commitment to the program from two years to two years and three months because they need to get two years of work out of you for the loan repayment money that they're giving you. And within a two-year frame of time, sometimes people have two maternity leaves. So if you were to have two maternity leaves within two years, then it would drag the time frame out from two years out to 2.5 years of being in that position. And then finally, the next reason that we chose to decline was, again, since I don't know what my future self will want to do, it's possible that I may want a longer maternity leave than only 12 weeks. Some people take four months off or even a little bit longer after having a kid, and I don't want to feel restricted. So those were just a few reasons that came to mind as why accepting the loan repayment program award from NHSE was not the right move at that time in my life. But overall, ultimately, the decision to decline came down to two things. 
The first one, I can't predict our future lives. We can think we may know where we're going to live or where we want to stay or things like that, but things may change. Or I may think that I'm enjoying my job, but changes can happen and it can just feel like it's going downhill pretty quickly. So life changes overall and you just don't know what the future is going to behold. And then the second thing that it boils down to was that I don't want to feel stuck because I value freedom too much. I never want to feel stuck in a role because I enjoy having options and the options make me feel like I have freedom in life and the freedom to be able to choose where I want to work, what specialty I want to work in, what type of practice I want to have, what type of medicine I want to practice. For some healthcare workers, various scholarships or loan repayment programs truly can be life-changing and the best decision for them because of the amount of money that they get. However, for others, receiving money from those types of programs or scholarships can actually feel like golden handcuffs, as you're almost essentially acting like an indentured servant. For what it's worth, I have read that some feel as though the NHSC scholarship is a better financial deal than the NHSC loan repayment program that I was discussing in this episode. And I personally don't know much details about the scholarship itself. But regardless of what decisions you personally make to help pay back your student loan debt, it is essential that you go into the decision with your eyes wide open after considering your options and trying to think about your future that you have with your significant other and whether or not you feel like it's a good choice and a good fit at this time in your life. So although the topic in today's episode was about a very specific type of loan repayment program and how it did not feel right in my life at that time, I hope that you can utilize the information in here to try to help you think about what feels right in your life at certain times versus what doesn't. Thanks again for taking a listen today, and I hope that you consider sharing this episode with your friends or colleagues if anyone is considering any type of loan repayment programs or scholarships out there where there are some strings attached to them. And as always, if you were to leave a written review about what you enjoy about the episode on the platform that you're listening to this on, it would be so helpful for others to help find this podcast and learn some of the information that you've learned on the show as well. Thanks again, and I'll see you back here next week. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way. Please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on, but more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.